my my high school drama teacher used to say, uh, your actions demonstrate what's important to you. But I'm just realizing that like, it's about making a life. And that's what we're doing. We're making a life. We're not making an, an acting career necessarily. We're, we're building a life and the acting career is in there. Listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott. And coming up in episode 293, guys, 75% of 2017 is officially in the can. 75% of the year is gone forever. And uh, per IAP custom, we're going to be committing this entire episode to getting real with our own personal and professional progress from the past three months. We're going to be taking a hard look at what's working, what's not working, and what we are committed to next. Now, these review episodes have become a real anchor for us and for the podcast. They're a time to slow down, to keep ourselves honest, both with our, each other and with you guys, to reflect on our values, our words, our thoughts, and our actions, see where those things are lining up and where they're not, and to see where we can nip and tuck and tweak and refine our own inner and outer games of success as creative beings to, you know, get to that next level. So as usual, you guys can find our personal reviews in the show notes for this episode at our website, InsideActing.net. We definitely want to invite you to go over there right now and follow along with those reviews while you listen to this episode and maybe even if you'd like, you know, maybe gather some inspiration for how to conduct your own quarterly review. It's going to be pretty cool. Episode 293 of this here show, Inside Acting. Stay with us. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal Pro, the current version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors. And you've heard us talk about it. You know it's available on iTunes. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for auditions, explore your character and make stronger choices and do a whole lot more, then go right now to Rehearsal.pro slash IAP. That's right. We have our own link, Rehearsal.pro slash IAP, where you can learn about all the great new features in this newest version of Rehearsal. The groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Hey, hey, what's up, AJ? Hey, hey, what do you say? How was your um, day down by the bay? What do you say? Isn't that a Happy Gilmore reference? Or Yes. Is that Happy Gilmore? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. One of those 90s Adam Sandler movies. Uh, no, seriously though, how you doing? I want to know. Uh, I'm okay. I, I have to admit that, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to, there, there's so much, um, challenging us in the world right now that I don't want to spend a ton of time, uh, you know, talking about it. Suffice to say that I, I have definitely been, um, struck by the recent events in Las Vegas and, uh, yeah, it hit, it hit me pretty hard, and and you know it's been challenging working my way through it emotionally, and 
um, politically and trying to figure out like, am, am I going to join this fray that is everyone's yelling and screaming at each other on social media? What's, what's the way, you know, what's the best way for me to sort of contribute? Um, and, and it's tough, you know, I, I just, I've been trying to, I've been doing my best to just show the most possible amount of kindness and love in the world. And, um, and, and, not try to try to not be you know sort of drugged down by it but it's hard I'm, I'm definitely i'm feeling it i'm really feeling it and when i sometimes when i think about it i actually get like physically ill and have a hard time taking like the next step um it feels similar to, to the 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 blow after the election how i how i sort of felt then of like being like really like confused and angry and not knowing what to do, feeling sort of helpless. Um, except this time I, I've been through that experience. So now I feel like I have, I'm sort of a more uh, better equipped if, if you will. Yeah. This, um, this is a sentiment that's been echoed by our listeners as well. I remember Andy Goldberg starting a Facebook group, a, a sort of creative collective. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on exactly what he called it, but it, the idea was like, let's, Let's make something that brings healing and light and, and love into the world. Uh, let's take this emotion, this grief, everything that we're experiencing when shit like this happens, which I don't know, it seems to be happening more often these days. Am I imagining that or just getting older and more cognizant of it? But he, you know, he started that group and, and I, I think it's wise to take, you know, be with your process, but, but eventually find a way to transmute this emotion, this energy into something that can affect people in a positive way, because that's, if that's not our job as artists, I don't know what is. I don't know what the next sort of creative thing that will be, that will be generated by my, you know, whatever muse decides to visit me and speak through me. But yeah, I, but, I just, uh, for the record, I, I wasn't like admonishing you like AJ, oh, you yeah. know, get over it and make something. And that wasn't get, what I was, get to work. It, it was more like, it was more like a general, like, Oh, I know this is awful. And this is where we get to own as creative people. We get to own this and step up to the plate and be like, all right, let's, you know, we, so things need to change and change almost always happens at its root you know, through a sort of emotional, societal, artistic shift, uh, at least as a seed, that's usually where it begins. And that's what we do. So we, we have work to do. Yeah. I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. I love it. But I, I, um, I anyway, I, I feel you. I, I just want to take a moment and, and acknowledge what you just shared because, uh, I'm, I'm with you as are so many of our listeners and it's not easy. And, um, what can we do, but move forward? Uh, I don't know, Paul, your representative in Congress, <laughs> demand, <laughs> demand more sensible gun control laws in the United States. Mm. I don't know. There's really no great way of transitioning out of this. So uh, I will, I'll take the, I'll take the the blame and the uh, responsibility for uh, for bringing us there, and, <laughs> digging and, us into a hole, and then pulling yeah, us back and, out, uh, and pulling us back out. Yes. Uh, so um, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, all of those who came out to our Q in person Q three review, which was led and facilitated by um, Jasmine 
Bristow, but also joined by uh, Stefan Goldbach, uh, kind of jumped in there and, and helped out, led a couple of things. Um, and I think the people who attended were uh, longtime listener Grace England, um, a new listener named Molly, uh, and uh, uh, just a longtime friend of uh, all three of us, yours, Trevor, mine, and Jasmine's, uh, Prina. Um, I think I'm getting everybody that was there, but oh, and then yeah, and then Jen, of course, hosted. Yeah, yeah, Jen, Jen was our our hostess with the mostess uh, yeah. again. So, um, thank you all for coming out and 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 you know being so giving of your energy and and uh, apparently I unfortunately Trevor and I were both working so we couldn't attend, but um, all great reports and um, from from that. Uh, meeting and it sounds like Grace has graciously offered to uh, host the next one. So maybe we'll just maybe we'll popcorn this each quarter, and um, a different listener can uh, can sort of put their hand up to to host it. It would be really cool uh, to kind of grow the community mm-hmm. that way. Cool. So thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Grace, Stefan, Molly, and Prina for being there. Really excited for the next one. Um, looking forward to getting on the calendar so I can make sure I can be there. Really, really want to join uh, in on these. Uh, so let's probably be in the new year, the next one. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into the the first um, portion of the episode, which is all about our review. So our, our reviews are fairly detailed. We 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 don't hold much back uh, on these reviews, at least on paper. Uh, sometimes we're very succinct with how we actually you know put it down on paper, but but these are almost always tied to you know some of the big stuff you know the deep deeper sort of emotional processes and journeys that we're on as creative people in a capitalistic society so um what we are going to try this episode is just pinpointing on uh the few things that look like they would um that have the most curiosity for the other person. So for instance, uh, AJ's got a few things that jumped out at me on his review, and I want to ask him about those things, and I've highlighted them on his review, and he's going to do the same thing with me. So I want to start because I want to hear, uh, as far as what worked, what didn't work, and what's next, I want to hear about what worked when you say that, because uh, both of these, well, one of them has come up more than the other, but they we've both we've talked about both of them either on or off the air, but um, you say under what worked you had a you you, you achieved a successful work life balance, and that your romantic relationship is stronger than ever. And that those are both such huge pieces of good news. I really want to hear more about these. Maybe we can start with the successful work life balance because I know for a while that that was something that sort of haunted you. And are these maybe tied together? These two things? Uh, possibly. I mean, I I think you know everything's connected, right? Um, I I I have to say that <clears throat> this, this is not about this is not about tooting horns. This is just about a be, about being in recognition of what is. This was a really successful quarter for me in general. Like things worked out really well. I got a lot done. Um, I felt good about things. I was in a great emotional place. And uh, like I said, you know, my uh, primary relationship was in a good place. Even though I uh, got my my promotion to full-time work last quarter, I was able to maintain a a pretty successful work-life balance in, in this quarter. Those are all things, like you said, Trev. I, I was concerned about. I was I was concerned about the challenge of of making it all work. And I I honestly, you know, sometimes I look back and I don't know exactly 
how I did it. Um, those three weeks when I had something like 12 auditions or something in, 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 in over the course of three weeks, I really, I don't, I, I can't say how I made it happen. I know that I got a lot of support. <clears throat> you helped me with the animation voiceover audition. Uh, ben and Jasmine both helped put me on tape for several things. Jasmine was my musical theater ear when I didn't have, you know, my, my, I, I had a coach that, that, you know, not only played piano, but also supported me with my actual, you know, getting better uh, vocally when I was in New York. And I don't have that out here. So she was like, uh, you're a little, you know, she, she had to be like, you're flat on, you know, on a note or two. And, and, you know, all boat, all boats rise with the tide and, and there was no doing this alone. Um, but I just managed to make it all work. And, and in, in some ways, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely I'm excited about this review because part of it for me is going to be about going, OK, how how did I do it? Like reflecting on the not just the what worked, the practical side of what worked, but how did I actually, you know, make this happen? And I know that so much of it has to do with the support of others and 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 not just, you know, me in a in a silo. So, yeah, so. The I talked a bit about this, I think, in the last quarterly review, but the idea that we all have an ego and we all ha- are at various levels of, of being in self-awareness, having self-awareness around what the ego is and does and, and what it causes us to do and the <clears throat> the past pains uh, in our lives, the wounds that and and how it sort of drives us that 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 ego engine inside all of us, and being able to set that aside so that you can hear, listen, be with, acknowledge the perspective and experiences of others, and that has been the thing that has made the my primary romantic relationship so strong that that is what makes that relationships work um and that took 33 years of being on this planet to learn Hmm. so be so be it so So, if 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 i could um put you on the spot here and ask you just because by all by all accounts you have successfully completed 90 days (laughs) of figuring out how to successfully work uh, I'm sorry, balance a work life situation, a full time job, tons of auditions and a romantic relationship, as well as your various other commitments, such as this podcast. So you, you, you've done it. You've been able to make it happen. And you say you, you don't know how you were able to do it. Like looking back, like, I don't know, it just it got done somehow. But but if somebody came along and said, dude, I, I'm feeling completely overwhelmed. You've been here. How did you make it through? What did you do? To, to get here, do you have any sort of actionable nuggets of advice that you could dispense or share? Or is it more like, I don't know, man, just hustle. Like, you just got to figure it out. It's a dance. <laughs> Flex right. your hustle muscle. Yeah. I, I don't know um, why I said that like a bro surfer guy. But, bro. But you, <laughs> just hustle. That's just me. This is when successful AJ is a, is a total surfer bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, put it this way. We haven't gotten to what didn't work yet. And, and a lot of what didn't work was, were are some of the things that sort of – fell by the wayside you know and you highlighted like 
I'm still after all these years struggling with like the discipline and consistency of working out uh, every day or whatever, or letting slip some of my actor tools like my website and stuff. These are these are the things that are, you know, you highlighted and what, what didn't work. And, you know, Jasmine said to me the other day, she's like, you know, that it's OK to acknowledge that you want those things and they didn't happen. But at the same time, like you can either work out you know, every single day or work for, for work 40 hours a week, have all these auditions, have a podcast, play hockey once a week and go to like acting class, which I mm. was doing for a while. You know, <clears throat> it, it, she sort of put it that way. Like it, it, it can be a, a choice. And I think that sometimes, especially when we get into this, like, yes, and or win creating win wins sort of mindset. We're like, no, we can do everything. But the problem is there is definitely a finite amount of time, uh, in the day. Uh, everyone gets the same 24 hours and Trevor, you of all people know that like sleep hygiene is extremely important. And without it, you become like grumpy pants. I get sick really easily, you know? So it's like, okay, I could get up at 5 a.m. after putting myself on tape until 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning and, you know, work out. It's certainly possible, but I wouldn't be getting enough sleep. So, you know, it's a lot worked for sure. But there are things that I want that didn't happen because uh, I was doing other things. Yeah. You know, um, what's that saying? Like life happens when you're. Making plans, yeah. Making plans or life, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, so, um, so what would I say to that person? Define what's really important to you, um, or it'll be defined for you. You know, because you're what's important to you is my my high school drama teacher used to say, uh, your actions demonstrate what's important to you. Um, just similar to saying like, you know, actions speak a thousand words because it's true. Like if you looked at my life and you thought based on the amount of time, energy, money, whatever that I spend, uh, in my life, you, you might think, okay, what's most important to AJ is, um, working for Apple, then acting, (laughs) then his romantic relationship then hockey, then being outdoors. It might look that way, but that's actually not true. Um, And we can get into this when we get into like what's next, but I'm just realizing that like it's about making a life and that's what we're doing. We're making a life. We're not making an an acting career necessarily. We're, We're building a life and the acting career is in there somewhere or your your artistic career is in there somewhere however you express yourself is in there somewhere and learning like thank god for steve roar and let's sort of be a star wherever you are i gotta show i do my best when you know it's not being challenged by you know like a tragedy like vegas i do my best to show up and 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 just be fun kind like, uh, expressive, creative, um, this is who, you know, bringing all of my authentic self to my day job, which I think some, you know, is challenging for, for some people. 
and you you've talked about Trevor like the changing the channels thing. That's the 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 challenge that I've been finding lately is not about changing the channel from like going from this customer service job to coming home and working on an audition because I just do my best to kind of be myself throughout it. What's been challenging for me is the whole spoon theory thing, like using up all my spoons. What is <laughs> during that? The day. I, I don't. I haven't heard of that. Um, it's a book. Uh, hang on. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay. You know, it, while you look that up, it, it sounds it sounds like really what it comes down to is we all have the same 24 hours in a day, and the excuse that you don't have time is never an excuse because you, you have the same exact time that was allotted to. I mean, some there's some quote that says this, but same amount of time that was allotted to Martin Luther King Jr., Helen Keller, Gandhi, Winston Churchill, like you name it. People who have created amazing things all had the same 24 hours in a day that you do, and so it's not about time; it's about priorities. How much do you want? the things you say you want, then are you willing to invest the necessary required time? And things have got to fall by the wayside. I, mean, I wrote about this in my review that, that, uh, the, the idea that like priorities plural, like, I don't know where that came from because I don't think, I think that's a misnomer. I don't think it's possible to have multiple priorities. I think, in fact, I, I looked up the etymology of that word and, and it turns out that, that, that pluralization of that word actually only came into use like in the past like hundred years, like with the, the, the industrial uh, revolution. Like Seriously? before that, like all throughout, like I think it, it originated in like you know ancient Greece with the philosophers, and it, it was only ever singular. It was just understood that you you had one thing that you focused on to the exclusion of all else. Not like not like you didn't do anything else with your life, but that was your guiding focus. And then all of a sudden, like we started multitasking and, and somebody coined the pluralized version. But it, it's like it's 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 a weird, you know, mind job because it, it it's kind of like impossible. You know what I mean? Wow. So yeah. so it sounds like that's kind of what you're what you're getting at a little bit. It's like, look, it, it, it's it's prioritization. It's prioritization. Huh. That's that you just baked my noodle, like seriously baked my noodle there. Um, <clears throat> so the spoon theory uh, is a book written by Christine um, Miserandino. Sorry, Christine. I doubt you're listening, but um, but it's summed up um, on the Wikipedia page as uh, a, a disability m metaphor used to explain the reduced amount of energy available for activities of daily living and productive tasks that may result from a disability or chronic illness. So it, it, it stemmed from people who have like um, actual chronic illnesses or uh, psychological uh, challenges um, you know, maybe they're living with chronic depression or something like that. And the idea is that like, uh, it's literally spoons and like you have a finite amount of spoons that are available to you every day. And once you've used up all your spoons, that's it. You have no more spoons. Oh, it's like will, have willpower or the attention unit idea. Yes. Except this one's more about energy and like your ability to sort of cope with just daily activities. So, so people who understand people who, who need to support from friends, for instance, uh, who, who are dealing with some kind of like this, this disability or chronic illness or, 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 you know, mental illness or something like that. They might tell their friends like, Hey, this is the spoon theory. So if I ever say to you, I'm out of spoons, like you'll know what's up and, and therefore they don't, they're not 
suffering from any sort of like judgment or their friends aren't like, you know, if a friend goes, hey, you want like you want, we're all going out. Like, do you want to go out? Let's go out and have fun. Let's go to a party. Let's go to a bar. And you're like, sorry, out of spoons. Cool. Grabbing a pizza, coming over. <laughs> Be right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um I don't know how we got onto the spoon. Mind, thing, mind your spoons might be the advice you might offer. <laughs> mind your spoons. Mind your spoons. Mind your spoons. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And then obviously this parlayed into a, a very strong uh, romantic relationship, which is no small feat, regardless of who you are, what you're doing. Even if you, you work part-time, self-employed, and, and <laughs> like it, having a strong romantic relationship oftentimes feels to me like it's the exception rather than the rule. So um, any insights to share here about, about uh, what's working? Well, I, yeah, I started to say it earlier, just like putting yourself in the other person's shoes, seeing life from someone else's perspective. That's just supportive in general. You know, like I think it could solve so many of our problems like on Earth, you know, if 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 white people of privilege could understand what it's like to walk around in the shoes of a marginalized person for one day, you might not have racism and some of the like really ignorant um policies out there and blah 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 blah. um so you know it applies in other areas as well but it's super important in a primary relationship because you're 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 you know say something comes up for somebody they're they're experiencing an emotion and (laughs) our default is always to make it about us Always, always. How did I cause this? And how can I get this person to stop being upset with me? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. It's like always our default, which is like so selfish and one sided and egoic. <clears throat> when in reality, you, you, if you can learn, uh, which I'm not perfect at, but I've gotten so much better at. If you can learn to just stop and pause and go, OK, they're having their own experience I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it feels like, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me. And I just need to reach out and understand, seek to understand. Um, That's been huge. That's been huge. You know, and there have been times where I'm like, man, all I want to do is be like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) Or that's not what I did. Or that's, you know. defend myself or whatever. And instead I just, you know, put all of that on hold. Maybe we'll talk about it later. Most of the time it doesn't end up mattering and, and just go like, what do you need? How are you feeling? Tell me about this experience. That's huge. And then a date night. And then (laughs) cap it off with a date night. Yeah. Yeah. Time obviously is huge, but, but talk about, um, a sort of deep dive into a quick deep dive into empathy and what that actually looks like in practice and yeah. how applicable that is to a creative career, especially as an actor, man. Uh, I feel like you just, you should have charged for that little, like, you know, one and a half minute thing there, because that that's, it's, that's essentially what acting is what you just described in, mm. in my, you know, completely un, well, not completely unqualified. I know a thing or two. No, about you know but, a lot, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know what I mean? I mean, like if, if, if if you want to learn what acting is, like there it is right there. Put yourself in someone's shoes, recognize they're having an experience and ask them what they need. You can do that with your character 24-7 and get further and deeper into the character than anybody else would just studying lines any day. So um, 
I, I don't know. I just wanted to draw the parallel there. I think that that's just important to point out, given that we're an acting podcast. You know, so much of this is about relationships and life, and you become the better human you become, the better artist you become. But I, I think that was a directly applicable, like too too obvious not to point out, <laughs> like like comparison there. It's almost like thank you, Trevor, for bringing it back to acting <laughs> on on this show called Inside Acting. Um, well, I mean, look, speaking of, you know, things that are extremely supportive to one's life as an artist and an actor, I immediately highlighted your first thing, especially since it was your guiding word for 2017 vulnerability. I immediately hired your highlighted your first thing on your review, which was uh, you have here vulnerability practice is yeah. something that worked for you in in Q3. Um, can you talk a little bit more about this? Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say other than I hit a point in this grieving process, which I where I are, I'm having it right now. I'm at a moment where I was like, Trevor, like there's a that critical part of me, that sensor, as Julia Cameron might call it, that is just in my head mocking me constantly, and it's just going, Trevor, you just shut up about your brother, just shut up, just stop, mm. just stop talking about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. Stop milking it. Like we all feel sorry for you, but like that stupid voice where I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. And yet it shows up every single day. And, and I would mention this because it was a huge event in my life and much bigger than I ever could have anticipated. And, um, and that voice would just come up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to show this voice that it can go to hell and go fuck itself by continuing to talk about this and by getting super vulnerable with people in inappropriate contexts. <laughs> like, frankly, nice. that's what I wanted to do. So like, you know, if we're, if I was talking to somebody and it was like just at the grocery store or something and it just came up, you know, I'm with the cashier and I'm just like buying groceries and we're just talking. This didn't actually happen, but this is a situation where I might actually decide, you know what? Like I want to create a relationship with this person. I am a human being. They're a human being. They are not a cashier. I am not a customer. We are just two human beings in the situation playing social roles. And I hate that shit. And I just want to connect with another person. And so that is, that's a situation where I was like, if it came up, I would be like, yeah, you know, like speaking of, you know, like I, I've been in a similar situation, like, um, you know, and I would just talk about it. And, I, I, it was scary because, you know, some people aren't really, they don't want to hear that. It's like too personal and I get that, but I wanted to see what it would feel like and what kind of creation, uh, I'm sorry, what kind of connection it, it could create to bring that into the situation be like, boom, by the way, I'm a human being and I have things that I'm scared of, things that I love, things that I am embarrassed to talk about, things that hurt, things that uh, drive me crazy in a good way, in a bad way, like whatever it is. And I just wanted mm. to air those. And I found that when I did almost always, not all the time, but almost always people responded really, I don't want to say like favorably, but like there was an instant connection and it was just wonderful to practice in the real world courage and bravery and take initiative in calling this relationship, even if it was a 30-second exchange with somebody at the bank, calling this relationship what I wanted it to be. Me calling the shots, not bowing to some other version, person's version of like a stilted, encapsulated, uh, predefined reality interaction. 
I feel like I've way over talked it, but that's that's sort Damn. of the idea. And and you know, my word for 2017 is vulnerability, and uh, that was a, a a way for me to practice it. So every time that voice came up, it was like Trevor, shut up about your brother. Nobody cares anymore. I was like, no, this is a huge part of my life now. Uh, this is a, a, a core piece of who I am. And as an artist, as a creative person, it is my duty to bring this to the world in whatever way, shape or form it takes when it wants to be expressed. So I'm not going to shut that down. And I didn't. And it, it was quite, um, like I said, scary, but also empowering and enlightening. And uh, it just felt good to be like, in a way, it was like standing up and speaking for myself. It was a way of owning um, my presence in the world. Um, and it, it wasn't, I was very sort of carefully clocking, is this ego? Is this pride? Is this a look at me, uh, you know, attention getting mechanism? And um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I haven't been able to detect that in myself yet. So, um that that was a huge like wow okay let's try this and it and it seems to be a, a a good thing based on you know my emotional experience of it. Wow, bro, <clears throat> mic drop, <laughs> mic drop. I I'm I'm like I'm in awe. I am in awe. That is um that's some amazing amazing shit. <laughs> that's Thanks, great. Man. Thanks. Um. I feel like my experience of you recently has been one of freedom and looseness and flexibility. And it's interesting that it comes up a lot on your, your review. Mm. Um, there's a lot, you know, you have like practice flexibility. I highlighted in your what's next. Um, and, I'm wondering if this next one that you had that I highlighted <clears throat> that you had in your what worked has to do with that too. You you call it day mapping, which doesn't sound like something that's <laughs> very flexible. It sounds like <laughs> something where you're just like mapping out your whole day. Uh, but um, it says here that it's a new practice for you, and that it's been a major win. What it, what it, what are you considering? day mapping. Yeah, well, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is mapping my day out. Um, but strangely enough, I find that it, it actually, it, it requires me to be flexible because the plans that I make for the day almost never go according to schedule or according to the way I want them to go. Some things get canceled, things get moved around, things take longer than they should, things take shorter. I have gaps of free time to fill. I need to figure out what to do with it. Uh, my energy level comes and goes. And so, uh, day mapping is a practice where usually the night before, if I'm, you know, being a good proper human being that Trevor endeavors to be, uh, I'll sit down the night before and I'll just map out my day from the moment I get up in half hour increments. I'll take a, a piece of yellow legal paper from a pad and I'll just, you know, map it out like 530 AM or 6 AM or whenever I get up, you know, I'll write like up, you know, no snooze slash meditate. And so like right before I go to bed, I'm setting my intention for the next day to like get up and don't hit the snooze button and dive right into the first piece of my morning routine. And then I, in half hour chunks, I'll like map out, you know, how I'll be spending my day, how long I anticipate things will take. And it helps me sort of prioritize things. And, and I write it by hand over 
and over and over again every single night. So every night I, I, you know, make the whole list again of the half hour chunks and I write down the same sort of daily habits and commitments I have like meditate and, you know, do my morning pages and get my inbox to zero and things like that. But by writing them out every day like that, it forces me to reconnect with the value behind that. And that has helped me start to create more flexibility because I've been like, wow, how important is this? I write it out every night and it's just more writing for me. Like, do I really want to continue to do this? And so I've been questioning things and playing with things. And so this, this practice of mapping my day out, which sounds super structured has actually, uh, introduced more flexibility into my life and in a really supportive way, because, uh, I, I'm con constantly looking at these things and assessing their value and I'm moving them around. Like I, I tried moving my meditation to the nighttime to see if that worked better. And then I actually, I broke my streak. I skipped a, a couple days because I was like, is this still serving me? Let me try. And I wouldn't do that before because I wasn't taking stock of it every night. I was just like mindlessly following this, this commitment that I had and I just wanted to stay disciplined. Um, but the day mapping thing has really been a wonderfully supportive process and just assessing the value of where and how and when I spend my time. And of course, having it all written down in front of me, it's very easy to take stock of what I've planned, what I can put off, what I need to introduce, what's urgent, what's not, what's important, what's not. Um, things like that. So it's been great. And I, I just want to point this out because I found this was like taking this practice and then putting it on steroids is just to combine all of this with like a five or 10 second visualization of the day going awesomely, just like according to plan. Like if I've got a couple things on there and I'm like, Oh God, I've got swim practice at Culver at noon and it's long course and I hate long course. And I don't want to go. And I know that fast guy is going to be there and he's going to push me and Oh my God, it's going to hurt so much. And I'm just gonna, not going to go. And then I'll be like, well, Trevor, what if you went and the workout was awesome and you felt great and you kept pace with that guy or maybe you even beat him or, you know, like what, what if it was amazing? Like, and then lo and behold, the, the likelihood of the practice being amazing is like a thousand percent more because I have just declared it on paper, made the commitment and then seen myself do it well. And then it's just like the whole day just goes so much better when I, when I do this. So I usually do it at night. Sometimes I'll do it in the morning, but it's definitely more effective at night because they say that they being, you know, the powers that be the fates, uh, <laughs> they say that, uh, what you focus on in the, you know, the 45 minutes or so before you go to bed is sort of what your subconscious sort of digests and chews on as you, as you sleep. And so I find that I sleep better when I do this practice before I go to bed and I wake up the next day with so much more purpose and energy. And I usually get almost everything done. I was going to ask you if it, uh, if it was similar to the Craig Valentine, like, uh, sort of energy journaling kind of idea. Yeah, sort of. I mean, he has that time log and it's, it's basically a time log, but I also on the, on the left, on the right hand side, I make a column for just my daily practices. And then of course the things that I have to get done. And I have like a little shorthand for things that I delegate or things that I postpone to tomorrow or things that I just outright decide I'm going to cancel. Uh, and then I have a little gratitude section that I make and a little victory section that I make. So I track my victories throughout the day. So I, I feel like I'm winning the whole day and I'm constantly looking out for like things to be grateful for. Cause I want to, you know, fill out the sheet that I make every day. And then I've just started uh, experimenting with just like doodling. Like if my energy's low or I'm confused or I don't know what to do next, I'll just like doodle um, on the on the thing and just fill it out. And by the end of the day, these day maps become like these strange works of art 
that are like a representation of what I accomplished and what my priorities actually are versus what I declared. And, and, uh, I've also been experimenting with, um, something that I read in the miracle morning. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the author's name. 80,000 listeners are like, it's this guy. Uh, <laughs> but, but he, he does a morning pages thing and he'll like, he'll make a section for lessons learned and then new commitments. He'll make like two columns in one column. It's lessons learned. And then the next column is new commitments based on those lessons. And so I've been experimenting with that and that's, that's been pretty supportive as well. And I like doing it by hand. I, I just like making it by hand every single day. I don't make a printed template and, and do that. I, I, I like the process of the time it takes because again, it forces me to reconnect with the value of what I'm doing. So, so that's, that's Dude, sounds awesome. It sounds, it sounds like uh, those, uh, a little bit like those bulletproof, journals so they're called bulletproof is that right oh bullet journals so, yeah bullet bullet journals it, yeah, essentially sorry, bulletproof. It's, Listen it, to yeah me. it's the same <laughs> it's the same idea though it, it, there's the bulletproof method is is highly flexible but it's it's the same idea there's sort of a system that you plug into or a framework that you can then modify to fit your needs and this is similar to that uh i guess it is kind of my own personal bullet journal in, in a way yeah i I man, you're just baking. I have no more noodles left. I'm, they're all baked. <laughs> I like, I like. They're that, all baked. I have none noodles left to be baked. Oh god, there's there's a bevy of horrible jokes here. <laughs> Support for this episode of Inside Acting is also brought to you in part by VO2. GoGo.com. It's the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Backstage uh, is not a small publication, guys. They're kind of a big deal. So for readers of Backstage to select VO2GoGo.com as the the best voiceover training four years in a row, that's a pretty big deal, and it's not without reason. Check out VO2GoGo.com slash start where you can get a free getting started in voiceover online class. It's like a 10-part module class. It'll give you everything you need to know to get up and running as a voiceover talent to start recording uh, commercials and audiobooks and whatever you want to kind of get your voice into. It'll show you how to do all that, the gear you need, uh, the different you know avenues that you can pursue, and how, do you can, how you can start a business, essentially, a creative business on the side uh, in addition to your acting career. So it's pretty cool. You can add voiceover to your acting portfolio quickly and easily by starting at vo2gogo.com slash start. That's V-O, the number two, gogo.com slash start. So I, I, I want to talk now um, about what didn't work. And this is always the sort of part where we're like, okay, let's go here. Um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because, uh, you know, I want to make sure we point this out every time we do one of these. It is not about pointing fingers or playing the blame game or anything like that. This is about awareness. And so there are two things on your outline, AJ, that I highlighted uh, that didn't work. And you, you've spoken into one of them a little bit already when we talked about priorities and like, you know, certain things can happen in your life. And that's awesome. But they often come at the expense of others because we all only have so many spoons. So um, you said that you let slip some of your actor tools, your social media presence, your website, uh, not always showing up to auditions with a headshot, a printed headshot. Uh, and then you also said you had a sort of semi-consistent yoga practice, but you've still, you still struggle with discipline uh, and consistency 
uh, all these years later. Um, so these two things I sense are tied together. What didn't, I guess, I guess I'll just ask you though, just to, to, to clarify and quantify why, why didn't these things happen or why didn't they work? What, where was the, uh, what was in the gap, so to speak? Mm. Well, I, I mean, it's something I've been discussing with, uh, Jasmine quite a lot and, and, you know, you can, it can really be made pretty simple, uh, which is that the, the, the why has never been big enough and I can't figure out why that is, you know, um, and I, I'm speaking specifically about a, 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 a disciplined, consistent workout, you know, daily workout routine. I, I, I've, I've never like I've I've sorry I've tried to sort of use every why I can think of of why it should and is important to me, and it's it's never it, it's never been big enough to have me keep going, um, and I don't I honestly don't I can't say I don't know why that is, um, but I think that you know prioritization all the things that we were talking about before. I think it all has to do with, with our why it's mm. all about our why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I had a compelling enough why to let some of these, you know, actor tools slip. And it, cause, because frankly, it was really easy to tell myself, well, I'm actually doing the work that's going to get me the jobs, namely auditioning, <clears throat> building relationships, getting into rooms, um, saying yes to, things like, you know, whatever play readings and, and little odd jobs here and there. Um, you know, one line roles that may have turned into more, that kind of thing, you know? Um, and then, and maybe even turning down other roles because I went on an audition and I did a good job and they liked me, but they offered me something smaller and it's, you know, a big television show that I'm hoping will run for a while and maybe I'll get something bigger. You know, there's all these uh, choices that we need to make and, and, it took me a long time to not, there were years and years and years of my life spent. I would have been beating myself up for, for all of this, for both of these things. And I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not there anymore. So you're right. It is just about awareness. And now I just look at it and go, what? That's so weird. <laughs> I say, I want these things. I feel like I want these things. I feel like these things will support me in my, in my vision for my life. And yet they don't, happen and why is that and i'm still i don't have an answer to that question but i do know that the answer to what was in the gap has to be the why wasn't big enough otherwise it would have happened the value wasn't big enough otherwise it would have happened and we wouldn't be having this conversation mm. so you know uh, yes i did other things and i did a lot of other things and that's i can point to those other things all day and say like yeah, time-wise, I was doing all of these things, so uh, these couple of things fell through the cracks and they didn't happen. But I also get to – that's – when you break that down, that actually is a victim story because I'm blaming time as opposed to being responsible for me and my choices. I'm blaming this sort of external force um, as opposed to going, well, they didn't happen because I didn't have them happen. Um, and being in relationship with that is fine as long as you're not also beating yourself up, which I'm not. So yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's all I really have to say about that. That is a really, <laughs> it's a really evolved way to look at it though. 
Um, I just want to commend you for, for that. I, I, like you said, it's even just a couple of years ago, you would have been beating yourself up about this. I would be beating myself up, up about this right now. If I hadn't just heard you sort of frame it the way you did. Uh, I just want to commend you for that because it's, it's about awareness and just acknowledging like what you said about acknowledging that it's not about, um, you know, not getting to the thing. It's just about your why wasn't big enough. And that's something that's very easy to sort of unpack and look at and evaluate and rejigger, I guess, uh, rather than just going like, Oh, I'm a failure, another broken commitment. Oh God, I can't do anything. <laughs> that, that's kind of where I go. You know, I, I immediately jump to that blame game, but for you just to say, you know, okay, like the, I declared this. My intentions were good. I, I trust the AJ that wrote these words down and and made this commitment. But clearly, like the 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 uh, reward at the end of the maze wasn't powerful enough, and that's fine. That that's actually something I can work with. I can do something about that. So I, mm. that's a it's a very empowering perspective, if you ask me. You didn't ask me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Very empowering perspective. Well done. Well job. I'm clapping silently. Um, <laughs> Who asked you? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just want to point that out. Uh, I think it's important, especially, you know, it's something that we do as, as creative people. I, I don't think I'm – maybe I am just speaking for myself, but I know a lot of creative people who are – that tend to be more sensitive and more in tune to these emotions, and they ride that emotional roller coaster, and it's so easy to jump to, to – to, for lack of, of a softer way of putting this, to self-hatred for these things that don't pan out um, because we we know we have greatness inside of us and we can't figure out how to manifest it so what mm. you what you've pointed out here i think is a great tool a great way to just flip the thinking on its head and just go like look there, there's a way that i can tackle this i just need to turn it on side on its back so i can get to the belly of it and and figure out what needs to happen to get it up and running again um so yeah yeah wow yeah um, thanks for okay. that yeah, yeah. And, and again, we don't want to spend too much time on what didn't work. We want to get to the what did work stuff, but it's important to clock and be real about like, okay, well, okay, this is a thing. And this is what tripped me up. So, all right, on to the next piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in, in terms of the, as we transition over to what didn't work uh, for you, in terms of the beat up thing is the shame that you pointed out in your review is that the same or is that something different no it's a hundred percent the same and we we kind of already talked about it this review is tying together really nicely because you were talking about spoon theory before and how the spoons tend to sort of dry up at the end of the day you know you're you, at the end of the day you lose your ability to cope i think was the way you put it mm -hmm. your ability to sort of to cope with things and and that is very much been my experience through all of the sort of just stuff in my life that i've been navigating these past months which are I have a new perspective on them now, but, um, towards the end of the day at night, like basically once the sunset was when things started to get really sort of lonely and difficult for me. And I always, I, I would, I was loathing my evenings for so long because I knew that it was like, here comes the shit. Oh God. You know? And like, I feel like I didn't have anybody to turn to and I didn't want to burden anybody. And so, uh, a residual piece of that is this experience that I've had with, with shame and shame is sort of a buzzword now since Brene Brown's work has kind of come into um, the sort of mainstream. Um, she's a shame researcher is what she calls it. And I listened to uh, what was one of her, the power of vulnerability or one of her like recorded lectures I listened to recently. And she talks a lot about shame and, 
And uh, it's something that's been present for me. And I, I was able to take that word and be like, oh, that's exactly what I was experiencing. It was at the end of the day, I would, you know, my, my spoons were used up and I would just spiral down into these shameful emotional places where I would just let these stories about my character or my lack of character, my lack of results, how many times I've broken my word and my commitments and, and my ability and I can't seem to do anything and I'm 36 years old and I, you know, and I just go on and on and on. Um, mm. That was, it was really, um, and I, I still felt like last night I, I felt it, it came up and I was like, okay, here, hi there. What's up, shame. Nice to see you. Come on in. I'm keeping the bed warm for you. Like it was one of those kind of things. Uh, and I, you know, was able to do some journaling and then I laid there and I, you know, I practiced some, some meditation techniques and I was able to sort of get, get through it. And I feel like I'm, I'm well equipped to deal with this more often than not now. But, um, what didn't work in Q3 2017 to bring this to a, a you know, full circle is, is shame. I, I, I experienced it hardcore. Uh, I identified it for what it is, which I guess is a win, but it was, it, it, it continues to be a, a real bitch uh, of an, of an adversary that I wrestle with, uh, not as regularly, but, um, and it's, you know, here, here's vulnerability in action, everybody. Hey, inside acting community, thousands of listeners around the world. Um, I have a lot of shame around, uh, choices that I made in my life and I'm, I'm working through it. Uh, I'm getting better at handling it, but I'm not immune. And that's why I think uh, mindfulness practice is called a practice because, uh, you're always, you're always trying to outpace, um, the shit, the shit, the suck. You're trying to outpace the suck constantly. So I, I don't know if that, I mean, again, this is the, what worked didn't section. So it, what didn't work section. So it, it's a little bit of a downer, but, but yeah, that was a big thing for me that did not work was just, mm. I guess it did work in that I, I identified it and like I said, learned how to cope with it, but it didn't work because it, it really took me out of the game quite a lot. And I, I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't seek support or help of any kind. It's something that's very difficult for me still. So, um, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't help anything, frankly. Well, sh I mean, sh shame is, uh, it's a yeah. uh, self-perpetuating thing in that way, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like if you're experiencing shame, the last thing you want to do is actually reach out for support. Yeah. Because you're ashamed. I yeah, mean, it's, it, it's, it, it you're, embarrassed, you're embarrassed and you don't want to admit these things. You want to maintain a facade, you know, in the, it's, you want to look like you're someone who has their shit together and. Um, and I, I often feel that I don't. So, hmm. yeah, you were, you were saying like, here's vulnerability, you know, hello, thousands of listeners all over the world. I wanted to interrupt you and be like, well, Trevor, you are the only one <laughs> <laughs> who experiences this. So you're going to be shunned now from the community. Mm. So hello everyone. Welcome to inside acting hosted by just me, AJ, because <laughs> we, kicked, we kicked that big we whiner kicked, off. The we air. kicked that big whiny, shameful, embarrassing yeah. Trevor yeah. out of here. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, like there's no, there, there are going to be, there's, there's gotta be countless, countless people who are experiencing something similar. And, um, you're, I mean, who knows you could have, uh, you could have turned their day, week, month, quarter, year, right around by, um, saying, Hey, you're not alone. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I it's interesting so. too, cause I, I hope so too. I, I, I feel like 
this idea of novelty that we're going to get into next and that you talk about not only in what didn't work, but also in what what's next. I can't help but feel like it might um, be a disruptor, uh, sort of short circuit some of these shame circuits. Oh, yeah. Um, a shame from, from disruptor. Happening. Yeah. <clears throat> shame disruptor. You know what I mean? By, like getting out of a, getting out of a routine. Like you were saying, oh, gosh, you were saying like it literally was like coming with the sun, the setting of the sun. Right. It's like, OK, I've used up all of my willpower. I'm getting to the end of the day. I don't feel like I've accomplished everything in my day, my week, my life. Oh, God. And you're talking about, oh, in addition to that, what didn't work was no novelty. Mm-hmm. No travel, no novel experiences. Yeah. You know, it's like I doubt if the sun was setting in the mountains, you would be feeling ashamed. <laughs> or yeah. like if you were, you know, if the sun was setting and you were inside of a museum or at a concert or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it might actually it's it's I think these two might actually be somehow tied together yeah. but you were saying yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things that didn't work was no novelty yeah and you're a hundred percent correct uh at least in my you know from my vantage point that 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 novelty uh and just to define that for people listening who are like what what are they saying novelty what does that mean uh meaning original new adventures experiences new memories being formed going out thrusting yourself into the the unfamiliar um novel experiences um you know, for, for years on these quarterly reviews, I have declared, I want to travel. I want to start a freedom business. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to subject myself to these new experiences. I want to grow new tree rings. I know we've talked about that. Um, if you don't know mm. what I'm talking about, then I'll tell you later. Um, but, but the idea <laughs> being that like, uh, there's all these things that I've declared I want to do that I haven't done. And I, I have, uh, I think I have almost subconsciously or maybe even not so subconsciously actively shied away from novel experiences because they are by definition new and uncomfortable. And that's the best part about them. That's, that's where growth occurs, you know, at the edge of your comfort level. Um, so I, I haven't done that. I, I, I continue not to do that. And you're absolutely right. It's like a, it's a feedback loop and the lack of novelty, uh, speaks to a, you know, one way to interpret it is a lack of courage, uh, which speaks to shame or embarrassment. And then you feel shamed and embarrassed that you're not willing to do anything about this. And then, you know, it just goes on and on. So, so you're absolutely right. Um, uh, yeah, they, they, novelty, novel experiences are absolutely a shame disruptor. I love that when I put that on a t-shirt. Uh, I also realized, um, that I'm very good at busy work and that, what I mean by that is like following orders. If someone tells me something to do, I'm really good at like being the worker bee. I'm like, yeah, got it. No problem. And I'm not, I'm, I have no qualms about like cleaning toilets or anything like that. Like there's nothing that I feel is beneath me when it comes to labor or things to do. However, in contrast, I recognize that I have a real opportunity for growth to, to put it in corporate speak, uh, when it comes to what David Allen would call making it up and then making it happen. So taking initiative, uh, like I, I, I admire AJ, your, and what we can, I guess this is a good segue into the what's next section because I admire so much your ability to plan a trip, uh, completely sort of, uh, not knowing so many variables and just like 
renting the car, booking the hotels, researching the this, researching the that, like doing this, doing that, like booking the tickets, you know, finding the money, like making the declaration, like just doing those things. To me, it's like that's almost overwhelming. I'm like, God, how does he do it? Like you were describing your Spain trip to me last night. And I was like, I, I, I would love to do that if somebody did it all for me and I could just, <laughs> just be in the passenger seat, you know? So I, <laughs> I, I, I know, but I, but that's also like, what fun is that? There's no, that's not fun. That's, that's a shame. That's the opposite of a shame disruptor right there. I'm wagging my finger like a grandmother. That's the opposite. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's, those things didn't work. Shame and, and a lack of novelty and lack of novel experiences. So let's move on to what, what's next because, uh, I'm excited to talk, to talk about, um, exactly this on your side which is you are really good at creating, at chasing down and creating uh, novel experiences. Uh, your backpacking trip uh, that was like a four or five day excursion with just literally the clothes and the backpack on your back, uh, you and Jasmine just went off into the wilderness and like did that. And I was so in awe and uh, a little jealous of, a little envious of what you did. Uh, and, and you came back and you were like, just totally like i don't know still aj like i you didn't come back like all bearded and like one with the woods you know the nymphs of the lake like you i don't know i i guess i'm i guess i was just sort of envious of how normal it was for you i know you had a great experience and i could hear it in your voice when you sent in that recording but you came back and you're like yeah that's just something i do and now we're going to spain next and i booked all this crazy stuff like airbnbs and we're renting a car and we're driving down this thing and we're going to spend three days here and two days there and then we're going to fly back via this and i was like dude teach me your teach me the ways uh, especially too, because this is, uh, this directly informs what we do as creative beings. Again, I mean, the, the more adept you are at creating that kind of experience for yourself on demand, the better actor you are, the more texture mm. of life experience you have to plug into. So, uh, I, I want to talk about what's next because you're going to Spain. Um, we talked about living in a van down by the river. Uh, which sounds awesome to us. Um, so, so real quickly, what's next in this area of, of novelty and travel and adventure and spontaneity? Well, you, you know, you were talking about being a really good worker bee. And I have to admit that there, that there's still a part of me that I'm, I'm really great at executing other people's ideas. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic at that. I can, I can see purpose and vision and be like, Hey, I get it. Let me, um, let me not only execute it really well, but I'll train other people how to execute it really well. Like I'm really good at, um, at, 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 at buying into other people's purpose and, and vision. I'm really good at that. And, and that's a great skill to have, but it also was a skill that for a lot of years kept me afraid um, I was sort of afraid. This is the first time I've been back to Europe in 12 years. And I do have a, I do have, um, <clears throat> I do have Jasmine to thank a lot for like opening my eyes to like what's possible and seeing the freedom of like, you know, if I'm not in this country and I miss an audition, it's going to be okay. <laughs> like mm. where everything's going to be okay. So <clears throat> just uh, op- expanding my, horizons in terms of creating, like you said, Trevor, these novel experiences has been so freeing and so has become such a big part of my life in, in, in creating the life that I want. And it's 
very exciting. And, uh, you know, every time some wackadoodle idea comes into my head, I no longer think, well, I can't do that's too, that's crazy. That's like who would live in a van down by the river. But you have been researching. We need to qualify that. <laughs> I, here it comes. You've yeah. been researching this van, this hashtag van life, hashtag, you know, living out of a van uh, thing lately. And these people that do these amazing conversion vans that they live out of. And you sent me this video the other day, like two days ago. And I watched 94 seconds of it, paused it. And I was like, Jasmine <laughs> in the other room. We have to watch this. You have to watch it with me right now. <clears throat> and we sat there and watched the whatever 14 minute long video on on uh, I like threw it up on the Apple TV so we could both watch it. And we were like, that was it for the next like three hours. We were watching, you know, convert van conversion videos on YouTube and looking at each other with this like smile on our face. That was a combination of like love and uh, awe and like holy crap are we actually think you know thinking about doing this as we sit in our apartment with our two cats like what are are we crazy here but it's it's like nothing's too crazy it's it's um it's just an adventure it's an exciting adventure it's it's you know we started talking she's like well how would you self-tape i'm like i don't know hang a sheet on the outside of the van i don't know we'll figure it out like yeah wide lens inside the van yeah yeah, yeah, why putting a yeah, putting a wide lens on the on the iPhone inside the van so that you can capture uh with the with the um the uh tripod being super close. Yeah. It, you know, it, I don't know. There's there's so much to see, so much to experience, so much to take in in this life and I I get that there are a lot of people that create amazing results in their career, let's just spe- specifically refer to an acting career, create amazing results in their acting career by just being 100% laser focused on that. And sometimes I look at their careers and I go, man, I'm actually really envious. Like they're creating so much work for themselves. They're booking all the time. They are, you know, they're doing the thing. They're living the life. Like this is, this is, you know, they're sort of, they're living the dream or what I think would be the dream. And some of those people are happy. A lot of those people aren't happy. <laughs> um, but I can't think of a one of them that spent four days in the back country of Sequoia National Park yeah. or is thinking about living out of a van yeah. or is going to Spain next week or, you know. So I don't know. I, I've We've said it on the podcast before, but it is really just about building a life and having like amazing experiences and I'm just, I'm open to them all. And, you know, I don't want money or job security or all these things that our culture says we have to have in order to be happy. I don't want those things to be, uh, you know, golden handcuffs. Um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I'm open to it. Let you know, Trevor and I were, we went out to dinner last night and we we're like, let's go live in vans down by the river. Yeah. We, you know, and this is this is really exciting to me because this is a fundamental philosophical lifestyle shift, a fund, a completely fundamentally different idea, radically different idea to approaching an artistic career than I've ever even conceived of. And and the way you were describing it last night when we were you were looking up vans and showing me what you found on Craigslist and various other sites, you're like, look at this van, it's already got a hardwood floor. And by the way, guys, 
when we talk about living in the van down by the river and we sound excited about it, you need to look up some of these van conversion videos. <laughs> You've got people making like four star hotels in their vans with some of the most ingenious setups, like for storage, for solar power, for hot water, for like you name it, Wi-Fi. People have figured out how to do it and they live for like less than a thousand dollars a month in this awesome converted van driving across wherever, wherever they are. They just drive around and like camp out and basically live this nomadic lifestyle of like spontaneity and again, novelty. And they're just in touch with the land and it's, it's inexpensive and it's exciting. And there's always something new to it to look forward to it. You know, it's with its hardships. It's not like it's the easiest life in the world, but you know, there are trade-offs, but, but you were talking to AJ about like making it work with an acting career, not just the self taping stuff, but you were like, Oh yeah, well, I would drive up to New Jersey and I would just sort of like set up camp there for a week. And I would, you know, roll into town and do this and I could drive here and do this. And, and I was like, it was the first time that I had connected the possibility of living as a functional prof- creative professional, working, art- working actor, working professional, making money, working professionally in film, television, and theater and living this nomadic, uber frugal, uh, exciting, you know, uh, travel bug lifestyle. And, and the way you described it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> my like, you want to talk about bacon noodles, dude? Like all my noodles got baked last <laughs> night. So, um, oh, it's it, it, so dirty. It, 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 it was <laughs> super dirty. But it was really exciting to hear you talk about it because that's that's a skill set that you have that I so admire is that you have the ability to sort of imagine how these things could work. Whereas I tend to, and I, I got to work on this, but I tend to imagine things and I look for the conflicts as to why they can't work. And you immediately go to like, well, here's how we could make it work. And when you were laying that out last night, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That sounds like the best life ever. I have a new vision for myself. Oh, it's well, so cool. I'm, I'm actually jealous of, of, of you a bit because you have – um, you you said you said it last night too. You have the voiceover uh, 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 skill set and ability and connections, and you're plugged into that world. And you were like, "Yeah, I think a van would make a really great voiceover studio," <laughs> Voice booth, which it yeah. totally would, which it absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. So t- you would still be, you know, being an actor, being creative, um, and 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 being able to make money in one aspect of our. Uh, business that a lot of people want to get into and you could do that from anywhere. I mean, really, you could do that from anywhere. I was, I, you know, talk about roadblocks. I, I, I said to Jasmine one day, I was like, you know, it would be tough to leave my job at Apple. Cause it's, that's like some serious job security. And she goes, eh, come on, you could find some minimum wage internet job. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. You probably could. I've just never tried, never done it. I've never looked online to see like what I can make, you know, 15, like 10 to $15 an hour doing God knows what on the internet, like, you know, just data entry kind of whatever that I could say, okay, well, I have to do this at least 20 hours a week to cover my expenses for the van and the rest residuals. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. Absolutely. And the, I mean, dude. How attainable is that? I mean, if you go on YouTube and you search just van life or converted van or van living, there are hundreds of videos that people have made about exactly how they do it from outfitting their van to how they make money on the road to what they do when they hit various, you know, uh, obstacles and roadblocks. Uh, 
hacks that they, you know, live by and swear by to make this lifestyle work. I mean, it is a hundred percent possible. And I, I love that you built residuals into this sort of dream vision because it's, uh, that is also completely possible. That is the, the checks just keep yeah. showing. I'm still getting nine cent checks from Hannah Montana yeah. in 2009. <laughs> they keep coming. So yeah. if we could just, ah, if I could just book enough stuff, yeah. that's how so many people make their living. These, so many actors, um, you know, make their, make their, uh, make their living, um, you know, uh, doing, doing that. And, and, and I, and I, do, and I also have, you know, I have the computer skill set. So maybe, you know, I just keep working with, uh, you know, various clients and, and, and I'm helping people learn how to use their computers and iPhones on the road. I was going like, to suggest that. Yeah. I'm like, tell you what, you fill up my diesel gas tank and I will <laughs> train you how to use iCloud. Um, now you have in your what's next, you have practice flexibility. How flexible are we talking? Like, you know, you're, 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 you say consistently evaluating rote commitments and, you know, and, and taking a look because I've told you this before. I'm, I'm always in awe and, and, and admiring your, you know, level of discipline and commitment and ability to show up every single day. And you're in the middle of evaluating all this is like, is this serving me and how can I, you know, be flexible with this? But are you talking about, you know, working out in the evening versus working out in the morning? Or are you talking about living in a van down by the river? I mean, well, let's just say nothing, nothing is off the table. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, but, but, you know, I, we, we, this is sort of a weird shift away from this really exciting van life conversation, but, but, you know, that's, that could be part of it. But I think this particular part of my review grew out of the whole idea that we talked about earlier with day mapping and, and the flexibility that that has sort of uh, brought into my life from an ideological point of view. Uh, I'm evaluating these commitments that I've, I've, I'm, I've got this background as a competitive swimmer. We talked about this last night as well, a little bit at, at dinner, but I've got this background as a competitive swimmer and it's, it's served me so powerfully in so many ways. I have so many people, so many friends of mine have like said to me, like, dude, you have like major discipline. I don't know how you're so disciplined and, and they're right, but I'm only disciplined in a very few small amount of things. And those things have a, a, a light side and, and a dark side. You know, there's, there's the, the force and there's the dark side when it comes to this level of commitment. And I was telling you last night that, that, yeah, the commitment is great when the goal that you're after requires like just a hardcore grinding it out repetition, just like show up whether you feel like it or not put in the numbers and eventually, you know, you'll get there preferably in nine months or sooner, but that's usually the sort of time frame I was looking at. So I'm used to like having this goal that's far away and I just show up and I focus on what I need to do that day, which is just show up whether I feel like it or not and just put in the numbers. And that's great for swimming. And working out like that's that I have that that's like nailed into me. That's 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 a part of my DNA at this point. It doesn't work so well when you start to think about what you're doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you start to question, that's a really funny sentence. It, it is, but like ask any swimmer. Like if you re there, there are some miserable workouts and some miserable sets, and sometimes you're just so beat up. And our college coach used to tell us, like, I know when I'm overtraining you guys because you'll swim low in the water, and so that's when I know it's I've got to adjust the training. And I'm like, you wait until we're so beat up that like we that actually we actually float lower in the water, like. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, and, and it's again, the rewards are are worth it. But but when it comes to like an artistic career, an artistic way of being, which is so often a process of discovery, and you let the discovery lead you. Like there's a, there's a play, there's a dance, there's a spontaneity to it. Showing up with this sort of rote, like ironclad, like I am just going to muscle through this and get it done because that's what I said I was going to do. And I've made a schedule. I'm going to stick to it. That often sometimes bars you from discovery, uh, or at least for me, I should speak for myself. I, I feel like in the past I've missed out on a lot of impromptu discoveries and spontaneity because I have had this mindset of an athlete of like drill down, get it done. Don't think about it. You've made a commitment. This is what you're committed to. You know, this worked in the past. Why wouldn't it work now? What's next to, to again, wrap this all up. I, I tend to talk. I talk a lot. Um, is just practicing that flexibility, dancing with this a little bit more, questioning these commitments, really asking, is this serving me in the way it looks right now? And, and testing, you know, experimenting. What would happen if I tried this? What would happen if I changed this up? What would happen if I stopped for a little while? What if I filled that with this other thing that, that I've been meaning to give more attention to? Um, so, so that's, that's what that's all about. The practice flexibility point in my review, that's what that's all about. Hmm. Yeah. All right. And I, I know we have talked a lot, but I have to ask you about this because it's come up a couple times in the last episode, uh, last couple episodes, and I'm really excited about it. But you have here in what's next, in what, what in your what's next, embrace acting again. Yeah. Any final thoughts on that before we launch in wildly into Q4 of 2017 and what it look like for you? Uh, I mean, I, I, I've, I've shared a little bit about it on the show. Um, I feel new again. The That's the gift uh, of this um, phase of life that I'm sort of um, coming out of, having this new part of me now, you know, um, having been through this process, it's, I'm still in process, but like, it's, I feel like it's manageable now. I I can sort of call the shots a little bit more than I used to be able to. Um, there's a new perspective on things, a whole new perspective on life, on mortality, on, um, meaning on impact on, um, um, happiness and energy. I mean, you name it, like all this stuff, like, uh, it's great. So yeah, acting is, is, is a thing again that I'm interested in. It, it, it feels very much like it's calling to me. Like we asked that question of our guests, did, did, did you mm. choose this or did it choose you? It feels like it's choosing me. Maybe that's just a nice little story. I like telling myself like, Oh me, <laughs> you were, did you say my name? I'm sorry. <laughs> like maybe it's that, I don't know, but I, I, I feel a, a genuine impulse to like get back on stage to start auditioning again. Like I feel like there's work to, that I can do that will mm. just be a good thing to be out in the world. And it's not, a, it's, the, it's not ego based. I, I've talked about this in the podcast before when I first moved to LA, uh, my, my acting and my reasoning, my why was very, not like very ego based, but like a lot of young actors, it was about me. You know, I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. I wanted to be, you know, known and respected and loved. And, and I think that's common. And I think that's, there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but I'm older now and I've been through quite a bit more. And, uh, and, and the, the reasoning is, is far less, uh, me centered. It's more like, 
it's more about being in the question and the journey and seeing what we can dig up and what we can create together. And I want to discover things. And, um, acting feels like it's like, Hey, remember me? I'm a great way to do those things, Trev. Just come on over here, you know? And so, uh, that's, that's what that's all about. I, I feel like I'm ready to start doing the legwork to actually build a, a career back up again. I've got a lot of things in place, you know, I'm not starting from scratch, but I, I'm definitely not where you are, you know, or, or many of our friends. <laughs> I, so. I mean, it depends on where you look. I mean, I've always been uh, so uh, grateful for the, for the real that you have, for instance, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, I, I certainly don't have that many, uh, clips of me acting and acting well, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> looking as good as you look in those clips and all that stuff. So it depends on where you look and, um, and, and what, what, what aspects of the, you know, the tools you're, you're specifically referring to. I think you have so much, so much in place that, uh, that other actors do not. So, um, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited for what's next. And I'm so excited for the podcast and, um, ah, ah, so much good stuff. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thanks very much. That means a lot coming from you. Um, I'd be lying if I said that your opinion doesn't matter to me. Uh, frankly, I'm just going to be honest. Like some people are like, I don't care what people think I'm in my own. I'm like, I, I care what people think, especially people like AJ. Like it's important to me that I have his, his sort of stamp of approval and his, his validation and belief. I, that's important to me. So, um, thank you. Um, I needed to hear that. Thank you. The, brom- the, bro- the bromance continues. It does. It's, it's, it's strong, man. It is alive it is and well, burn and burn and bright. <laughs> Uh, this was awesome, man. This was, um, this is very, not only cathartic, but informative, insightful, empowering. I'm really excited. There's like an energy, uh, that I feel between us on this, on this show, on this specific episode, especially around the van life stuff. Um, I'm, I'm stoked, man. There's, I'm, I'm in a place right now where I'm like, damn, after, after having this conversation with you and I always value these so much, I just feel like there's so much possibility. There's just you, you you inspire that in me and uh, i'm grateful to be in that space again um more more uh, more often now just in general but, but but especially right now all right guys thank you for listening everybody we appreciate you uh coming along for the ride hope you checked out the uh the reviews uh in the show notes of this episode where you can see uh the full text and everything we didn't talk about there was a lot a lot a lot a lot that AJ and I uh, put on our reviews that we did not talk about. So it's there in the review if you'd like to see sort of how we do it and maybe draw some inspiration or use them as a blueprint for putting your own together. Uh, we would be very happy to see yours or, or, or you know, just be a second set of eyes or an accountability buddy or whatever it is. Anything that you need to make this review something valuable, this review process something valuable for you. So let us know. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope it, uh, hope it does uh, some good in your world. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode specifically, too, which was hosted and produced by both me and AJ. Uh, Jen Levin, Gadali Gubrak, Deborah Smith, Grace Gordon, uh, Fern Lim... All of those people make up our awesome team, and they're making the magic happen behind the scenes. So a big thanks to them. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes, this one and others, at our website, insideacting.net. And you can find us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got a minute, that five-star review over there on iTunes really helps us out a lot. So, yeah, go go do that. And you know, it's called Apple Podcasts now. If they officially changed it, it's not iTunes anymore. Now it's Apple Podcasts. So um, don't go to iTunes. Go to Apple Podcasts. 
uh, and leave us a review if you would. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and VO to Go Go, and a big thanks to you guys. You guys listening, uh, you make this thing happen. You are the reason for the season. Visit our website, uh, InsideActing.net, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, which comes out every week, every time there's a new episode. You can get links to everything we talked about, including that book, uh, Spoon Theory by Christine Meishmershmershmersher, and uh, all that fun, other fun stuff. And if you guys, if you'd like, if you'd like, if you dig the show and you want to make sure it continues and you want to pay it forward and be a part of the solution, you can support the continued production of the show uh, financially. You can make a one-time contribution, make it a dollar, whatever you can afford. Of course, we don't want anybody contributing who, you know, would put them in a difficult financial situation like that. That's not what we want. But if you've got some money to spare and this podcast has brought some value to your life, a great way to show your love would be to help us continue producing it with a a, a financial contribution, small or large, one time or ongoing. Just visit uh, InsideActing.net to learn more and to get started with that. That is it for episode 293 of Inside Acting. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime... Mind your spoons.